This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio and download episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Look for Press This in the menu on the left-hand side. In this episode, I'm excited to be exploring strategies new developers can use to stay ahead, stay ahead of the competition, stay ahead of technology, and I'm really excited to be interviewing on this episode Chance, the developer. Uh, welcome to the show, Chance. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Or, oh. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm used to hosting Are my own podcast. you joining me today, yes. Thank you yes, for letting yes. me join you today. And I think I think that was a bit of a tell, Chance. You're 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 a bit of a podcaster yourself, right? You have a show, Chance the Developer, where we talk a lot about these topics, correct? Yeah, and that's a relatively new endeavor of mine. So um, I just started a few months ago, and first time ever hosting a podcast. But really excited to to explore that as an option for uh, is just sort of an avenue for me to help and lift up other developers who are getting started on this journey. That's cool. So I got to ask you this question though before we get started with the interview. Did you ch- steal Chance the rapper's name, or did he steal yours? Well, uh, technically, I'm older than him, so he. Oh, that's yours then. Yeah, he definitely yeah. stole mine, and I'm pretty sure he's not allowed to trademark it at this point. Uh, but I de- everything else about him, I definitely stole. I guess if uh, I, guess, I guess if there's a, a uh, if he tries to get into the WordPress business, then we got a problem. Or if you start yeah. rapping, either one, right? It's going to be a tough space for sure. Okay, well, we'll have you wrap a little bit here at the end just to see where you <laughs> fall on that. But uh, maybe we could start with the WordPress stuff and see what happens from there. Sounds good. Uh, cool. So, uh, you know, I've seen you around the way, and, you know, we haven't really gotten to know each other on a personal level. So I'm kind of curious, like, what is your WordPress origin story? How did you get involved with all this WordPress stuff? 
Yeah, so um, WordPress origin story for me is really just WordPress was the path of least resistance for me to get into more and more into web development. Um, I, I sort of fell into it by accident, and I, which is sort of the story of my career in general, right? I, I've sort of fallen into a lot of different things by accident and learned what I've enjoyed doing along the way. So um, I started using WordPress, I guess, casually as, as just a blogging platform years and years and years ago. Um, and in terms of using it as more of a developer, uh, my last job, I was working in a startup agency, and we didn't really have any technical web development skills or capabilities listed as a service, but it was one of those things that our clients needed done, and you know, we were a team of three, very bootstrappy mindset, and it was one of those things where like, hey, you're a designer, can you figure out how to do this on the web? And uh, you know, I knew a little bit of CSS and a little bit of uh, a little bit of HTML, and you know, just enough to do some damage. And I, I sort of picked up basic WordPress theming. And, and when I say theming, I don't even mean like writing any themes. I just mean simply taking a pre-built theme and reskinning it. Sort of that um, that very very low-hanging fruit way of, of hacking together some WordPress sites. But um, one of the things I really love about WordPress is the the fact that there is a low barrier entry for people like myself to get in. And sort of just start playing around and tinkering and figuring things out and learning as you go, and that's really how I got my start. Um, you know, and I worked at that agency sort of as the lone web guy for the longest time, and eventually started picking up more and more about PHP in in terms of templating. And uh, yeah, up until the point where I got my current job, I was just doing everything in terms of web, and uh, WordPress really enabled me to do that. So the story of today's podcast, Strategies for New Developers um, that they can use to stay ahead, this is really a reflection of your own story in that sense. Yeah, totally. And uh, I, I would add to that just the, the, willingness to, the willingness to sort of just get up and say, yeah, I'll do that without really knowing exactly how you're going to do it. That's sort of the, the story of, of growth as a, development, uh, as a developer for anyone at any level, I think, and, and being comfortable saying yes to things that you're not exactly sure how you're going to accomplish. Just knowing that you can go in there, take a problem, and figure out how to solve it, that can uh, really take you a long way. Okay, so you've gone on this journey, and I want to dig more into some of your tips on how others can pursue this journey. Um, but you, you learned a lot along the way, and, and you consider yourself a developer now. It's right in the name, right? So um, so why share that information with others? Like, why do the podcast? Why do outreach? Why do teaching? Like, why not just keep it all to yourself and, and you know, kind of move forward and kick butt? Yeah, totally. Um, for me, it's really just because if it weren't for that trait in other people, I would have nothing and be nowhere. So I got my job currently as a developer um, at the same company that I was working at previously as a project manager. And I was only able to do that and accomplish that by, yeah, I had to learn a lot on my own and take take a lot of time outside of work to really pick up and learn the skills. But being surrounded by developers who are willing to take the time and sit down with me and show me uh, how they go about solving problems, letting me fail on my own, and then uh, helping guide me through the proper solutions. That was really crucial to me in my growth as a developer. And, you know, I want to make sure that I'm able to provide that knowledge and insight for others as they are going through similar situations. And I, you know, that to me, that's one of the best things about being a developer is having that community of people around who are always more than happy to help out with any problems because they've all been there themselves. You know, the only reason anyone knows how to solve these problems is because we've all run into them. And 
and we've all failed at solving them many times over. And it's through that course of trial and error and, and figuring out and talking through your solution with people who've been there before. That's really the way forward, and that's what I'm hoping to, uh, to do to help others. That's cool. Hopefully we can get some of that here today. I personally figured everything I know out on my own, so no no help from others. Um, of course, that's not true. But I think it's interesting because like in the development community, it's so focused on uh, that kind of uh, outreach and discussion. And it's funny because developers often get painted with this lens of being introverts, yet when it comes to community involvement and helping each other, I would say it's probably one of the strongest of all the disciplines in business. Um, okay, Absolutely. so let's dive in then to the topic of the show and we talk about you know newer devs and, and what they can do to stay ahead um, how do you classify a newer dev yeah that's such a good question because I still feel like I, I'm very much a newer dev right I've only been doing this myself for I mean I guess it depends on when do you go back in time and say this is when I was officially officially a developer and in some ways I still don't feel comfortable saying that I, I, I think I sort of chose the name chance the developer as uh, sort of a, an exercise that was very uncomfortable for me to force myself into the mindset of okay you are a developer now you've been doing this for a little while but really you know, taking on that title in and of itself can be uh, a little overwhelming and uh, and intimidating. So, you know, what is a newer dev? Honestly, it's it's hard to say. I think that if you have a thirst for learning and the, the and you have the willingness, you take the initiative to get out and figure things out and solve problems. Um, you're a developer. One way, you know, it, it doesn't matter if if you want to. You can talk to senior developers who might have this sort of air about them where they don't consider someone a developer until they've mastered you know, A, B, and C. But I think if you have the mindset and the willingness to solve problems and you are open to learning new things, you know, you can be a developer at any stage. And you know, what separates a newer developer from an intermediate developer, from a senior developer, I'm not sure that I have all the answers for that. But um, I, to me, I think it's more important to always have the mindset of a new developer, no matter what stage you're at, rather than worry uh, too much about what level you really are at. So if you have that mindset, that growth mindset of always wanting to learn in advance and always thinking to yourself like you thought when you were a junior developer when everything was really exciting and new, I think you're going to do really well in this industry. Okay, so that's a good definition. I like that thought of always be learning, but, but everything is exciting and new. That was kind of an interesting piece to that. Um, but I, I do also like the kind of stake in the ground to say, I'm a developer. Now, of course, I think your your skill there, of course, might be different, of course, than someone else. So I could become a race car driver tomorrow, but I probably wouldn't be that good at it. Um, but I'm still a race car driver. And I just need to kind of you know up-level my skills in that if I want to become excellent at it or intermediate at it. Um, but that totally makes sense. So I think then, you know, you think about this, everything's new and exciting, but geez, there's challenges there too, right? There's this complex world, there's ins and outs and nuances. So what I want to do is I want to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I want to explore that part of it. So everybody can hang tight. We'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 2018 International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2018. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. 
Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. And right before the break, I was asking Chance, the developer, about what he uses to define what a new dev is. And he basically, perchance you're giving me the response that basically you consider, you know, everyone that focuses on that a developer just at different stages. Um, but, you know, obviously there are people that are new to it and, and need to learn the nuances of WordPress and development. So what do you think the challenges are um, that new developers face? You know, people that have just gotten into it or have developed their skills a little bit. Like what challenges lay ahead of them? What are the things that you see are, are the big boulders in their way? Yeah, I think... The biggest challenge is all internal. It's all in your head. It's all overcoming that uh, that fear of not really knowing the answer to a question. And, and I think people experience this in different fields and industries and positions. But as a developer, there's such a deep knowledge. There's, I guess there's this expectation that it, there's this full stack developer out there that knows anything and everything. And you know, I don't think that's really true. There are people out there who've been doing this for 15 and 20 years who still don't know uh, a lot of stuff that other folks who've been doing this for a year might know. But there is this feeling that all of these other developers, they, they just know all of this stuff. And there's this intense pressure to know it all very quickly. And uh, the biggest challenge for me it was just sort of accepting that I don't know everything and accepting that I probably won't ever know everything, and that's okay. I think that's just coming to grips with that is a really big challenge in and of itself for a new developer. And then going beyond that, um, once you accept that you don't know everything, you have to then realize what it is that you need to learn because there is so much. There is such a deep level of knowledge and understanding just on the principles alone of web development and of programming, let alone the the different languages and tools and frameworks. So, um, you know, really overcoming that fear of not knowing and then from there going, okay, I don't know, but I want to learn, then identifying those things that you need to learn in sort of the sequential order and, and just knocking through one thing after another, one lesson after another, and slowly improving and building a foundation. I think that's the, the biggest challenge for new developers. Awesome. So you talked about the mental blocks and how it's, you know, people think they have to know everything under the sun, and, and that's not true. Um, and then, you know, you also talked about the challenges of them having to choose, you know, technology and approaches and frameworks and languages. And I've been through this uh, in the agency side before where we were picking it for our business, and it was, you know, what was the best technology and what can we sell and who can we hire to, to support it? Um, or, or are there enough people to hire to support it? And so I'm just curious how you think about it from the individual developer's perspective. Like, should they be picking things where it's interesting to them, where there's you know market opportunity? Like, how do you, how do you view that? How do you view that decision process for developers? 
Yeah, it, that's really tough. Um, and the re, you know the reason it's so tough is just because of the sheer number of options out there, right? So um, let's just take one example, JavaScript, and, and break that down for a second. Once you decide, okay, I'm going to learn JavaScript, um, you then have to start choosing tools and frameworks because very few people in the industry are using just JavaScript to create applications. They're going to have a set framework that they're using. They're going to, they might have a set methodology that they use. They might have a completely different stack. So yes, you might have uh, JavaScript, some JavaScript library or framework on the front end, but you're going to have a completely different back end that you're, you're tapping into for data. So um, yeah, it is a really tough, a tough situation to be in. So for me, the decision really comes down to what are the things that I enjoy the most at a very high level. So I come from a design background and a um, project management background, but the design is what has always pushed me in this industry and has sort of led me here. And that visual representation, the creative aspect. So I know right off the bat that I have this desire to work with creative things and, um, and having that visual feedback loop immediately ready for me to review and, and test and debug is really is really important to me. So I happen to really love front-end development. So if you can start with that that sort of big question, what is it that you enjoy doing at a very high level, and sort of work backwards into why it is that you enjoy coding and developing, I think you can sort of start getting your, your bearing straight there. And then from there, you know, I do think you have to ask, what does the industry look like? And what does this look like for me with the current skills that I have? The best thing that a new developer can do to move to the next level is just start building stuff. And the best thing that you can build is a tool that can help someone else solve a problem. And that that's the kind of thing that makes you employable and makes you marketable, whether it's directly to a client as a freelancer or whether it's to an agency. And if you can identify sort of technologies and stacks that the agencies in your town or locale are using. So, for example, I live in Nashville, and Nashville has a huge, huge healthcare market. And healthcare companies... A lot of big healthcare companies are using a .NET stack. So .NET developers in Nashville are hugely, hugely popular and in demand. And that doesn't mean that you have to know .NET to get a job, but knowing some of the uh, the technologies in the industries around you can really put you at a leg up in in whatever you are uh, you're pursuing for your career at that time. So identifying what it is that you like and you're good at, um, what it is you can build today, and what what sort of technology you need to learn to build upon those foundational things is uh, can all be really key. Okay, that makes sense. So you earlier defined a newer de- developer as you know someone where everything's new and exciting. You, you kind of pointed out that everyone should have the mindset of a new developer. Like I don't know everything and I need to learn stuff. And of course, that's always true. Um, you just talked about the challenges and kind of opportunities and methods around picking the, your direction and your stacks and your frameworks. Um, so, so someone's gone through this journey. Let's let's imagine for a second. What, from your view, when do they get to say that I'm an advanced developer? Like, what, what if, if 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 it's a little looser on the new developer and how in defining that, is it is it more concrete on the advanced? Like, do I need to be doing a regression tests and then I can check the box? Is is how, how do you think of that? Oh man, uh, yeah. I think it depends on who you're talking to. You know, um, I think you should never tell yourself you're an advanced developer because that's a, a fool's errand. I think you should always uh, convince yourself that you don't know the answers to all of these different questions, and always assume that someone knows something more than you, no matter what level they're at. 
um, I, I think that helps you stay humble, but it also helps you keep that uh, junior developer mindset that I spoke to earlier. But obviously, if you're out there looking for jobs, if you're looking for clients, you have to sort of present yourself in a really positive light. And you, um, you know, you want to be honest with your skills, but you also want to make sure that you are sort of upselling yourself as best you possibly can, because that's going to help you land jobs. But it's also going to push you to learn uh, learn new things and get better. Uh, I think that's what a lot of entre- entrepreneurs find out when they first get into business. So, uh, you know, I think a, a developer should have a very similar mindset. Now, at, at what point will I call myself a senior or advanced developer? I haven't gotten there yet, so I don't really know what the, the best answer to that question is. Um, I would just say, you, you know, you, you want to sell yourself and make sure that you're able to perform, but you don't want to oversell yourself at the same time. So um, I, I don't think of it in terms of numbers of years. I think of it in terms of, you know, can I solve all of these different problems? Can I figure out a way to solve this problem? And if, if you can do that, then I think you are uh, well on your way to being an advanced developer. So, you know, you get your freelancer website up or, you know, maybe even brand it like it's an, a full-fledged agency and you're saying, oh, we're great at all these things. And, you know, obviously that's what everybody does. How do you reconcile that with being honest with the customer so you don't get in over your head, you don't overpromise? Uh, how do you think about that communication flow? I'm a big fan of just being very, very transparent. Um, I, it's all about how you communicate. You don't want to go in and say, like, I just I don't know the answer to your question, and, and then that's it, right? For me, it's I always, I might not know right here, right now, exactly how to solve this problem but give me a day and I'll go figure it out or I'll find somebody who I can lean on and work with as a team member to figure this out and we'll solve this uh, we'll solve this problem together for you um, it, it's just being really really honest sometimes you're not the best person for the job and that's okay you want to work for someone who's going to be okay with you you know wearing some training wheels from time to time if you are a, a, a very young developer who is just Getting out of code school, or you're just, you're teaching yourself on the side, and you're you're just sort of building your own things here and there, but you haven't really done a real life project for a client. It might be good to start working with a client who is is sort of right there with you in terms of where they are with their product or their website, and maybe they don't need anything advanced today, but maybe there's growth potential there, and the two of you can work together and grow together. Uh, the same can be true for an agency or a company if you want to go that route and with your career. Maybe find a startup that they're okay hiring someone who doesn't know everything today, but they, the ex- expectation there is that this person is going to grow with the company and the company is going to grow as a result. So I love um, that approach. And I remember in my agency days, we'd get these stretch jobs from clients who trusted us and we'd like, well, we don't really know how to do that thing, and uh, but you can pay us to learn how to do it and we can solve that problem for you. And they would say yes, and I'd say, why did you do that? Why would you even say yes? Why not just go out somebody who already knew how to do it? And why are you paying us to learn? And the answer was, we trust you. And, Absolutely. And that's, that's that's a lot harder to get than uh, than you know than knowledge is trust, right? And so uh, for those businesses, it made sense, and they took us, they went on that journey with us, and we delivered good things, and the expectations were clear. Uh, but I think where people get in over their head is when they over uh, promise and under deliver. Um, but I, I'm glad you pointed out the expectation setting. So, um, Chance, I'm, I got more questions. I'm, I'm dying to ask more here, but we're going to take one more quick break. And, and when we come back, we're going to dive right back in. So, everybody hang tight, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. 
AM Days 2018 comes to Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. Register now at amdays.com. Make the most of your performance marketing with help from some of the most iconic brands, including Microsoft, Capital One, Uber, Backcountry, and many more. AM Days 2018 brings together a powerhouse of industry leaders and dealmakers to network and share insights on the latest practices and cutting-edge updates in performance marketing and more. Make plans to be in Las Vegas for our landmark 10th event. AM Days 2018 Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. Webmaster Radio listeners can save 20% on two-day and combo passes using promo code WMR20. Register now at amdays.com. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a PhD. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. I'm interviewing Chance, the developer, about strategies new developers can use to stay ahead and progress their career. Um, Right before the break, Chance, you were sharing how um, developers who are having clients essentially kind of pay them to learn or push their skills beyond... um, where they are right now should be upfront about that and work uh, in partnership with their clients or employers if, if that's a good situation. I thought that made sense and I thought it was really helpful. So now let's put ourselves back in the, the shoes of the new developer. What opportunities do you see for new developers as the ecosystem is changing and adapting? Like, what, What's out there? What should new developers be focused on and things that will help their career grow or their freelancing business grow? Um, what can they take advantage of to learn or to grow? Totally. And the first thing really is reemphasizing what you just said, which I want to point out is just the most important thing is building trust. In any business relationship, it's building trust. Whether you are representing an agency or representing yourself on behalf of an agency that might hire you, building trust initially is so much easier than regaining broken trust. And that is just bottom line, the most important thing you can do Um, as, as an individual developer when you are gaining credibility, you need to build that trust. And you do that by being really transparent, really honest, and really forward um, when it comes to solving challenges and problems that you don't really necessarily know how to tackle, but you know that you can figure it out. And you having confidence in yourself to go out there and figure it out that is just super important and is probably one of the biggest opportunities because so many people don't know that or don't really practice that. So just seeing that as, as an opportunity for yourself to, to set yourself apart, I think that goes a long way, much further than, than just sheer coding skill goes in, in sort of growing your career, and especially at that very beginning stage. And, and part of that is learning how to communicate effectively. Uh, I mean, it, it's sort of this beaten 
stereotype that so many developers are terrible communicators, and I don't think that's true. I've learned so much from from developers because they've been patient communicators, and I think there are a lot of us out there who really really are great communicators, but we might not have a, you know deep communication skills in terms of uh, understanding how to read different personality styles and understanding the different nuances that go into uh, effective communication and all the different communication channels that are out there. So understanding the importance of returning an email in a timely manner is super, <laughs> super huge. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times, I, just the agency I work at, like, one of the biggest reasons that we're so successful is because we have a policy internally of returning every email within a couple of hours, and that is such a huge thing. I mean, you can work that into your workflow so that emails are not uh, are not distracting you all day long and still make it a habit to go back and check every once in a while to make sure there are no pressing issues that you need to, to tend to because clients are depending on you, and that is super, super important. And early on in your in your career as a developer, I think that can take you much further as well than than just sheer development skills because anyone can find a senior developer who can who can knock out some stuff for you, but might be maybe their ability to effectively communicate isn't quite there, and you can't put that person in front of a client. So being able to learn some basic communication skills can take you a long way too and present a, a really big opportunity. And then, well, uh, so I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, great tip, Chance. Go ahead. Sure, yeah, and and beyond those things, of course, there's the tech skills. And, and what opportunities do I see for developers in terms of growing their technical skills? Look back 10 years and then try to look forward 10 years and realizing that what worked for people 10 years ago or five years ago or two years ago is probably not going to work in the next upcoming 10 years. And um, sort of having this mindset that, that I'm not really sure where this is going, but being able to pick up on trends, um, that's going to help solve some of the, the challenges we talked about earlier in terms of deciding what languages to learn and what frameworks to learn. Um, you know, go where things are headed and sort of use a little bit of uh, foresight there to, to figure out what are all of these big giant companies doing these days. Right now it seems like the answer might be JavaScript, but, but also understanding that, that that's not forever, right? Um, yeah, it's and, funny. And, I thought your answer to this question was going to be learn JavaScript deeply, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't that, so uh, that's good. Uh, but it's 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 interesting that you cued in on communication. As someone who's hired an army of freelancers and contractors over the year and have probably the equal number of unanswered emails from the same group, um, I can tell you that communication from a buyer's perspective is super important. I'd rather pay to learn than have an advanced person not return my emails. Um, so true. And you know, you really end up being, especially for small businesses, a critical part of their business. And when you know you disappear for three days, and I know you have a good reason for it, um, it uh, it gets pretty brutal. So, um, last question uh, here, uh, Mr. Chance. Um, you know, I know you've done quite a bit of learning yourself, and so I'm kind of curious what your favorite resources are uh, for people for upping their dev skills or even their business skills, communication skills. Like, what do you recommend people check out in terms of learning? Absolutely. Um, so, in turn, we'll start with tech skills. So, for for me. It just sort of depends on what type of learner you are. Um, I think the great thing about 2018 is that we have access to so many vi uh, video resources online, and uh, there are a couple different ways you can go about it. You could obviously subscribe to a service. I personally subscribe to Pluralsight, and I think it is a fantastic resource for uh, for anywhere from very junior 
uh, development skills up to the senior level and just continue growing. I see a lot of potential for continued learning through Pluralsight. Um, if, if you're a video learner, I highly recommend checking it out. There are some other resources. Uh, we, we have a Team Treehouse account that we subscribe to that we, we can jump in from time to time. But also recognizing that you don't really have to spend money in 2018 to learn things. Like you don't have to go out and pay for a subscription. You don't have to go to Code Camp. You can teach yourself after hours watching YouTube videos. And it, and it takes a little bit of work because you have to sort of um, put the, those playlists together yourself and figure out what it is you need to learn. But, you know, start by reading blogs and start by f jumping on Twitter. Twitter is an amazing resource, and it's in real time. So you get to see things happening all the time from, you know, prominent stakeholders in the community. And um, you, you can – if I don't know a certain resource today, I can get on Twitter and find it tomorrow. So it's really uh, – it, it's, uh... it, it's really amazing. Those are great tips. So um, we're out of time, uh, but wanted to thank you for joining us today, Chance. Really appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And thanks, everybody, for listening to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.